Hi there. We've been talking about the deep darkness coming on the earth uh, from Isaiah 60 verses 1 through 5 and the vision and the trance that Mark Barkley, who is a minister from the Kenneth Copeland Ministers Conference <clears throat> each year, had shared. And um, this was back in the 80s. And so we've talked about that the last two podcasts. But I just wanted to finish that off by reminding us about something that the same water, you know, don't be afraid of the darkness. There's, uh, there's creative powers that are waiting to be drawn out from those dark areas. And so don't be afraid of the darkness, but the same water, the same judgment, the same water that was used for judgment in the days of Noah, and Jesus said his return would be like in the days of Noah. So the same uh, water that judged the wicked lifted the righteous into higher ground, but they had an ark to be in. They had been on obedience to God. And you know, when, when Noah got on that ark, God shut the door. He got on that ark and sat there for seven days and never, had, never knew what rain was. So he didn't know what was happening. He just knew he was obeying God. Sometimes the Lord may have you do something. You think, what am I doing here? And why am I, why is this happening to me? Well, it's gonna all work together for good as time goes by. But just remember that the same water that judged, the, the, the same evil and corruption that's happening in the earth, the Hamans are gonna hang on their own gallows. Goliath's head is coming off with his own sword if we be David's. Uh, Jezebel's gonna be thrown from her porch and the angels, uh, that's a whole nother new subject that we could talk into, the, the angelic ministries that we have access to that most of us don't ever use. The angels are, are taking the, the wheels off of Pharaoh's chariots. So um, the same judgment that will uh, ruin, uh, be the, what is it? You reap what you've sown. The, the wicked man has sown evil seeds, and now those evil seeds, he who digs a, a well for someone else falls in it himself. So um, wickedness kind of takes care of itself. Uh, you know, righteousness has an eternal value to it, but wickedness is self-destructive. And don't forget that. And don't be, don't be worried about the days ahead. Just stay focused on doing your part to stay in Christ. Amen. And you don't have to be worried about anything. Jesus has a place. There was the land of Goshen back in the days of Exodus. Um, there's the Psalm 91. He doesn't say anything about, but some days, you know, in 2023, it won't work because he didn't say that in Psalm 91. You just read Psalm 91 and meditate on it and think about it. Memorize it so you can go to sleep at night and think about it and chew on it just like I chewed on that Psalm 138. Um, that's the way to get the revelation. It's a revelation word that is upholding the, the entire universe. It's a level, revelation of the word that Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every revelation word that comes out of the mouth of God. So it's the revelation, not just the logos word, it's the rhema word, the revelation word. And so uh, we want to take the time to get a revelation word. I wanted to go over um, a few things today about we're transitioning in ages. Uh, There's been the church age. And so that age is beginning. 
at the return of Christ and the catching away of the saints, that's going to be a closing of an age and an opening of a new age. And uh, that happened to the disciples when Jesus came on the scene, you see the four gospels and the life of Christ and how he showed us the Father. And then he was crucified, dead and buried for our sins. And then he was raised from the dead and you open up into the book of Acts. Well, from the disciples knew Jesus by the flesh, in his flesh, and then they had to get to know him by the spirit. And that's a transition. We've lived a certain way with Christ by the flesh and it's kind of like, uh, you know, God has fed us with manna for, for years. And, and now the, it's time to go into a new land, a new age, and things are going to be different. And things that used to work won't work anymore. And so I wanted to go through, this came out of a, a study Bible. And it was a study Bible in the, in the book of Acts, the trans, from, from the last uh, chapter of John to the book of Acts. And it's, uh, it gave some points of transitioning. So this would be a transition that we could think about. I'm going to have to transition my thinking that the minute a pain hits my body, all of a sudden the fear of cancer or, or uh, fear of this or fear of that or thinking i got to call a doctor or things like that, that's my first thought. Well, i got to transition out of that and think, and we're going to be looking at this in the days ahead. The Bible tells us that the, the Lord is our physician and his word is medicine to our flesh. It, it's kind of like um, in the political environment. If you have um, the mind, if you have the mind of life, you're always going to go towards life. Then when decisions come up to be made, you, you think life, choose you this day, life and prosperity, death and adversity, choose life. You're going to think along those terms of life. And um, so we have to transition ourselves out of thinking in the old way to start thinking in kingdom ways and kingdom principles. And to where that's my first thought is the way the kingdom manages it. Not, not to do it the world's way, Satan's system's way, and then make myself transition to the Word. I want to get to the Word. The first thing I think of is the, the way the Word talks about it. And um, so in the book of Acts here, it says a time of transition. And uh, the pivot, this is a pivotal book from the New Testament, in the New Testament, from the Gospels to the teaching of the church. And, it, and these are just points, 24 points that were made. In accounting... For the expansion, uh, much emphasis is given to the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So you can see the gospel was the ministry of Jesus Christ. The book of Acts is the ministry of the Spirit that he worked out of, that he worked in. But it's this is now, instead of hearing Jesus speak words that I can hear with my ear, the Holy Spirit is going to speak words that I hear with my heart and learning how to trust myself in those areas uh, is, is what we would need to start concentrating on and, and learning to do. The main message of the book of Acts is the resurrection of Christ, the power of God. This will always cause a great disturbance. Trust me. 
you start walking in the word to that power and really putting pressure on the word and allowing resurrection power to be expressed and believing in it, some of the weirdest people will come out against you. I mean, you will be surprised. And maybe as I'm saying this, you're saying, I know that one. I know I'm surprised. But um, some people that you thought y'all were on the same page, and all of a sudden when resurrection power starts flowing, whatever demonic activity is going on in their life will rear its head. And so, and you will be shocked at the people that it will come from. So the main message of the book of Acts is the resurrection of Christ. So we have, see, they didn't know a resurrected Christ. The disciples didn't. And they're having to get that message and get a, a, and get a revelation of it. There was a transition from a Jewish church to a Gentile church. Uh, that is a great harvest, and the Jewish Christians wanted to hold on to their old ways and persecuted the new move of God. That's, a, that's a, something that happens all the time. God moved in one way, and everybody got comfortable there, and now he's then he, he kind of pulls back, and you don't hear from him, it seems like, for a while, and then he moves in a new way, and the people from the old way Usually the leaders from the old way get mad at the leaders in the new at the new way and don't want to don't want to participate in it. And we have to learn that our God is like a, a river. He's always moving. He's moving. They packed up the tabernacle in the Old Testament and moved to a new place. And so we have to, I was saying uh, the last time, is be discerning as to when we can take authority over something and when we when God's prophesied that and we can't change it. We can protect ourselves from the judgment of it, but we can't change it. And so we need to be able to learn when that is. And so this, this persecuting the new move of God, this is a cycle of humanity with God. The leaders of the last move of God will persecute the leaders of the next move of God. And if they are not careful... Jesus had come to the lost sheep of Israel to heal and restore, and now it was time for harvest. In chapter 1, verse 2, Jesus instructed his disciples through the Holy Spirit, and this is a new experience for them. He instructed them through his Spirit, and that was a new experience, like I said. He appeared to and talked with his disciples, but did no miracles himself. Now, see, before this transition, Jesus did all the miracles, and, the, and they participated with him. But now he's not doing the miracles. It's all on his disciples. And he appeared to talk and talked. To, he appeared to and talked with his disciples, but did no did no miracles. He simply revealed himself and instructed them. And that's what that's the way God does today. He want he wants us to do the things. We can't sit back and say, you know, I hear people sometimes say, well, God bind the devil. That's not his job. He said, you go and, and speak with new tongues and cast out devils. You bind the devil. Whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. So that's not his part to play. He And so uh, he simply revealed himself, Jesus did after this time. He did all the work showing them the way. And now in the book of Acts, this time of transition, which is what I think we are in as a church, transitioning 
not that it hasn't always been there, and some of you have already been walking in these ways, but transitioning uh, to uh, the more and more kingdom principles and less and less of the world system. The world system is Satan's network that he's interacted across, around the world. And, and so everything that we, when we're born and we come into this life, we usually come in under his system. And uh, unless our parents are born again and spirit-filled and protect us and are well-trained, which a lot of times they're not, and so you're raised up in Satan's system, and we have to transfer into the Lord's system. We are not to be as concerned with the times as to receiving power and being his witnesses. So he said, uh, he said that in, a, in Acts chapter 1. Uh, re, Jesus said on coming on the scene, uh, repent and believe the kingdom is at hand. That was the first thing he preached. And then in the book of Acts, when he's leaving, he said, receive power and be a witness. And so receiving power and being a witness was the message that Jesus left them with. So they're learning how to shift gears from him doing the work, and, and they participated some, and they're doing the work now, and he's instructing them by his spirit. So I want you to know that as we, in the days ahead, as we look at... Um, as, as we look at these things, as we look at the different the, the principles of the kingdom and how the healthcare system, the financial system, uh, the um, protection that is provided for us, though I'm excited about getting into those. In our next our next podcast, we'll do that. We'll be so stay tuned. They were in one mind and devoted to prayer, waiting together. A deeper meaning of the word one accord is one of one passion. The leaders of the new move of the Spirit were together in the prayer room. So that was uh, an important point in the midst of transition. Transition, which I think we're in, prayer is very, very important to keep everybody. You know, it's kind of like um, when your kids are growing up and, they, and they're... They get to be uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. They start going through a transition. Their body's transitioning, and they're going through a transition, uh, a transitional period. It's in a very important time because whenever it's uh, that time like that, it the devil likes to get in there and throw people off. He likes to confuse and confound the issues. So it needs to be covered in prayer. And they were and being in unity. Unity is a powerful, powerful part for the flow of God's power. Judas had received his portion in Jesus' ministry and threw it away. A time of transition can be a dangerous time. Hearts will be revealed and Judas's will come forth. Handle them very carefully. Don't let their problem become your problem. So seeing that in the midst of this transition, don't allow somebody else's problem. Deal with issues quickly and travel lightly. Amen. Don't let someone else's problem, because we're in a tentative, sensitive time. Gosh, I'm just thinking of the return of Jesus and the cataclysmic clashing of kingdoms, kingdom versus kingdom. 
And so if you're standing on the edge of a volcano, you don't want to cause it to erupt before you're ready. And so you want to be very careful that you keep your armor on, you stay in your love walk, pay attention to when there's a, uh, uh, well, don't let the cares of this life, the, the cares of this life, he said, don't let the cares of this life distract you. A diversion, which is what the cares of this life would be, is an attack that draws the attention and force of the enemy from the point of principal operation. And the devil will use diversions to keep you from keeping your eyes on Jesus. So just, just let it go. Whatever you're holding on to, just let it go. It's not worth it. I always go back to thinking when you're shopping and you see a plain white cotton blouse and they want $150 for it, it's not worth it. <laughs> to me, that would not be worth it, just a plain white cotton blouse that you're going to have to iron or send to the cleaners anyway. So it's just there's some things that are too costly, and it's not worth it. And so you don't want to... Uh, you don't want to lose your your focus because of that. And, and that's a good way to, to remind yourself. Judas was replaced with a faithful man who had been with them and was with them in prayer now. His job was to testify to the resurrection. That's what our job is to do. The disciples trusted the Lord to, in, to indicate who he had chosen, and we must trust the Holy Spirit to run the church. Amen. We must trust the Holy Spirit to run the church. So um, this is a time of transition. And we're in the midst of that now. So we want to be careful. Amen. I was going to tell you something and I forgot what it was. But I'll tune in next week and tell you then. Just remember... Jesus is coming very, very soon. And the transition from Satan's kingdom. Now, he's transferred us, and we know when we got born again and spirit-filled, we got, we got transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. But we're learning. It's kind of like kicking your leg over the fence and getting fully in, getting our feet fully planted in kingdom principles. And just, just a, a little tidbit um, to tell you that the, and I'll leave you with this, the kingdom of God operating systems for the kingdom of God. Faith is a supernatural force and faith is like oxygen to the kingdom. It's like here we breathe air and the kingdom, you breathe in and blow out faith. You operate in faith. That is the, that is an operating system. And another part of the kingdom is it's an agricultural system and not a merchandising system. And we'll talk about that in the future. Then you have a healthcare system where God is our physician and his word is our medicine. He is our vaccine, if you want to put it like that. And this is the science of the kingdom of God. The financial system in the way the financial system runs in the kingdom is you bring your tithe to the storehouse you give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, sh shaken together. And then you reap a harvest. You have to reap your harvest and draw in your harvest and call in your harvest from that. And in relationships, what is, what is the um, operating system there? You walk in love. You forgive, and you walk in love. And I've got a neat testimony to share with you about that. 
And then in the boundaries of the kingdom, you know, he went in and he boundaried out all the, the different tribes had their boundaries of their land in the new land. The boundaries are the Ten Commandments. And I know people like to say, well, that's Old Testament. No, 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 no. It's who Jesus is. He is the Ten Commandments. And so um, we'll be looking at things like that. The, the, the different ways he's given us to, to be healed, uh, healing he is our physician and his word is medicine, but he's given us many, uh, what do I say about one, two, th one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different ways in the Bible to approach healing and to uh, release it into your system, into your body. So you and I, if we have Christ in our life, and if you don't, just invite him in right now. Don't let a moment go by and not have him in. I remember the day that I did that, and my life has been changed forever, forever. And I just pray in Jesus' name. And if you do, drop me a line, drop me a note, drop me a comment. Womensvirtues.com is our webpage. And we're on Facebook and uh, Mary Jean Pigeon Facebook, Restoration of Women's Virtues Facebook. But if you receive Christ because of this program or something God's blessed you in your life because of it, let me know. It helps me to know that it's making a difference. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next week.